Welcome to season two of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Dina Constantine. And my name is Father Sean Burns. And every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue, and nurturing our spiritual lives. We hope by sharing our learning, reflections, and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Hello and welcome back to the Living Fullness Podcast. How are you, Sam? I'm doing well. How are you? Ah, very well, thank you. Very well. The way. What you been up to? I have spent my day off, which is today, mm-hmm. most of this morning up at the Botanic Gardens. Oh, that's nice. What were you mm. doing there? Just hanging out. <laughs> Chilling? Yeah. Chilling with the trees? Yeah, but literally. Yeah. Yeah, it was a clear sky day, like not a cloud in the sky. Oh, that's nice. But it was still quite chilly this morning. It was, it was indeed. It was So I was cold. like, hmm. It's cold. I, yeah. have, I have like an hour and a half. What mm. will I do? And I don't normally like being out in the cold. But I was like, you know what? The sun's out. Clear sky, it's a bit cold. What if I go and get myself a chai latte and I just go and sit in the park for a little while? Then I was like, my park? Mm. I'll go to the Botanic Gardens. Who are you kidding? That's so nice. Yeah. That's nice. It was well really done. good. It was really nice. Good work. So I stayed until the um, gardener showed up to mow the lawns and hello, hay fever. So I was like, oh, I better go. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Nope, nope. Fair, fair. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I've been uh, visiting uh, some of the old people's homes in Narendra. I do that each week and mm-hmm. catch up with uh, some of the old folks there and mm-hmm. and uh, they're just they're, they're um, a, a lot of them is it in Narandra earlier in the year we had um, we had extremely damaging floods yes and uh, they they tore through the town businesses were wrecked it was, it was incredible but one of the places that was wrecked was was this uh, uh, was a nursing home in Narandra and uh, um, about half the residents had to be shipped off to other nursing homes around the country uh, in order to house them while renovations and repairs were going on. And so they've uh, they've just returned now, months after the, the flood, after the renovations have been completed. They've just returned now to um, their normal rooms and places and and um, they're so glad to be back. They're so happy Aww. to be back, back in in their back, back where they they have their friends, mm. back where they they they're used to and they're comfortable, um, and um, so it's been really nice being able to catch up with them. Yeah, yeah. wow, yeah. gosh, that would have been such a transition. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty hard. Mm. It was pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, they they they, they really struggled. But, yeah, but God bless them. Understandably. Yeah. 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 Just before we begin the episode, we'll um, we take the opportunity to to remind you that our book study on the the Great Divorce from C.S. Lewis begins in two weeks. So make sure you get yourself a copy of the book, either on Kindle or in hard copy. And um, really are looking forward to exploring that book with you. Okay, so this week we're having a look at Pentecost and what happened at Pentecost uh, and what this great feast of the Holy Spirit is. Yeah, yeah. So in the Acts of the Apostles, we're reminded that Jesus tells his disciples, um, quote, For John baptized with water, but before many days you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's from Acts 1.5. And in John 14.26 we're told, quote, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. End quote. Mm. 
So we're, we're literally told, like, expect, expect the counsellor, some places call him the advocate, like, expect him to come. I will be sending him. He will, he will be coming. So the apostles technically knew, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knew that he'd be coming, um, that the father would send him. And yet, what do we find out? They're waiting in the upper room, yeah. <laughs> potentially scared. Yeah. yeah. Um, not sure what Jesus meant, maybe. Mm. Um, when he meant that he would send the Holy Spirit, like what would that, what would that yeah. mean? What would that look yeah. like? But what we do also know is that when they did receive the Holy Spirit, they didn't just sit back. No. Like, boy, no. were they set on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an interesting contrast, isn't it? It's the contrast of knowing that Jesus is going to send him to actually receiving him. Yes. Knowing about it yes. is not the same as knowing it biblically. That's like being in relationship with the Holy Spirit, receiving the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Awesome contrast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so we know that once they're sort of set on fire then, that they then go out and that not only do they have this interior change that compels them to go out, but they literally go out and share right, the news. Right, 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 <laughs> right, exactly, yeah, yeah. The Holy Spirit literally makes them come alive and be on fire for Jesus. And in the compendium, it says that... Um, the Holy Spirit builds, animates, and sanctifies the church. He restores to the baptized the divine likeness that was lost through sin and causes them to live in Christ the very life of the Holy Trinity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is the cause of our charity. Yeah. It's awesome. He's the cause of our ability to love like Jesus. Mm. Uh, and, and look, we also note that, um, that when he came upon them, what we hear is that they they spoke and they went out, as you've said, they went out and they spoke in tongues. It's interesting. This fact has led some communities, um, both Catholic, Pentecostal, and Protestant, all 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 three have this this this, this tendency. Um, it's led some communities to believe that unless one has received the gift of tongues, um, you've not got the Holy Spirit. This is wrong. Mm. Um, uh, the prophet Isaiah enumerates the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and interestingly, the gift of tongues does not appear among them. Mm. Um, and St. Paul makes it clear that it's the gifts of faith, hope, and love, mm -hmm. which are connected with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that show that someone has actually received the Holy Spirit. And, and the evidence of such gifts, the evidence of faith, hope, and charity and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are enumerated also by St. Paul, who talks about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness. Um, so uh, the gift of tongues is not in and of itself an evidence that, that one has the Holy Spirit. It's an evidence that the Holy Spirit is at work. Mm. Uh, but it's not, it's not a, a definitive it's not the definitive sign yeah. that you've received the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like, unless you've got this, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. have it. Like, that's not the idea. Yeah. Um, we, we, we also view Pentecost. We view this moment of the, the, the imbuing of the Holy Spirit into, the, into, these, in, into these apostles and into Mary, uh, who was present with them. We view Pentecost as the birthday of the church. Mm. You know, and, and which is interesting because at the same time we talk about the church being born from the side of Christ, right? Yep, yep. right. So, so which mm -hmm. is it? Um, and uh, well, both, right? The church was born from Christ's sacrifice on the cross. Everything the church needed to accomplish its mission 
was born from Christ's side. You know, the 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 body of Christ was was formed from his the, his bodily sacrifice. You know, um, but the feast of Pentecost is the birth of the missionary dimension of the church. Uh, where members are inspired to engage with the graces won by Jesus from the cross. And so Pentecost is is really, it's the, it's the birth of the call that each Christian has to be a living icon of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So, Stina, what's an aspect of looking at Pentecost in, 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 in these various dimensions, what's an aspect that stands out to you uh, that we see in the scriptures. Mm. I guess one of the things for me is this whole idea that, you know, like multiple tongues but one and the same message. Mm. We know that the tongues of fire rested on each of the apostles and they began to speak in different languages to the people that they encountered and the people understood them in their own language. So that just makes me think, you know, God could have chosen so many ways um, to do this. He could have chosen to gift them all the same language mm. and have that one language be the vehicle for the church to be a witness to Jesus and then everybody else to just sort of fall in line <laughs> <laughs> um, or even be selective, like only the ones who would yeah. fall in line yeah. could then understand. But that's that's not the case because, you know, even at the birth of the church, God chooses to encounter people with the Holy Spirit through the pro- th- through the apostles in multiple languages. He meets people where they're at, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. you know, in their world through their native language. Um, and as a multilingual person, that, that kind of re- like that sits somewhere with me. It sort of resonates mm. with me a little, it means something, you know, when you've been brought up in one language at home and then another in the world, and then you sort of have to learn this other language, which is, you know, universal language mm. across mm. the globe, you know, because it's a necessity if you want to make something of yourself that you sure. need to know English in, sure, our, sure. in our Western world. There's a richness that gets missed mm. from other languages that we might know. And that richness is also integral to culture and the way that a person makes sense of something, mm. the way that they perceive the world and the way that they understand things. And so what we see in scripture is that God doesn't go for the one universal language and expect everyone to hear him to understand that one particular language. He instead goes for the language that the, that person learnt at home, you know, mm. amongst their family, the language that they began to see and understand the world and understand who they are in the world. And he went for the, the language that they live and breathe and, you know, in a sense went for that language to breathe true life into the world. Yeah. And I find that, I find that so beautiful because it, that to me says so much about God's generosity it says so much about how detailed he is, but also how so incredibly personal yeah. he is as well. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's really beautiful, and and it's it's that that language of of um, the Holy Spirit, who is the love of the Father and the Son, uh, who communicates this gift of of God's love to man. This is is. It's so appropriate that it be in the manner that each person can understand. Yeah. That it be, as you say, this personal encounter. Because he is the person who enables us to encounter mm-hmm. the son. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about for you then, Padre? Is there something that stands out for you about Pentecost? 
for me, it's the tongues of fire. Mm-hmm. And it's not just just because I'm a pyro. Like it's <laughs> it's <laughs> fire. <laughs> oh. uh, the manifestation of the spirit was was not merely an internal reality. You know, it, it was an internal reality, but but it was such a palpable reality that the Holy Spirit was seen to rest upon their heads as fire. When the only way that you can explain the occurrence is it was like fire. <laughs> you know you know it was something amazing and remarkable. Yeah. You know, it was... Uh, and so it, for me, it kind of brings to mind the words of John the Baptist that he, he baptised with water, but Christ, he will baptise with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Uh, and, uh, and so... This is the, the the fire of the spirit which burns brightly now inside of the apostles. Um, presumably, they were baptized by Christ uh, at, at, at some point, uh, probably while they themselves were, were baptizing. Mm-hmm. They now have this full outpouring of the fire of the spirit, and it just it really it's it's almost like. Um, <laughs> do you know what I think of? Oh. Do you remember Captain Planet? Uh, I've never watched Captain Planet, but not, yes. Not I Captain Planet, sorry. It's not Captain Planet at all. The Wonder Twins. No, no idea. Do you remember? No, no idea. Okay. All right, so they're a DC franchise. Okay. Uh, the Wonder Twins, and it's it's um, Wonder Twin powers activate, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, it's 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 kind of like, you know, Holy Spirit powers activate. It's sort right. of like there's this, they, they have new sails in them. They've got new sort of, uh, yeah. uh, there's, there's something, this new sort of, outpouring of the spirit into their hearts which sets them on fire so much so that it's it's externally manifest you know that's to me it's just it's it's so incredible um it, it would also um as a, a, a budding mariologist it, it would be remiss of me not to mention that 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 mary was present um that that she received herself this this outpouring of the holy spirit and 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 it's fitting that she should be present you know she was there at the birth of her son uh, who was the head of the church and so she is she is present for its the birth of its missionary impulse pentecost (laughs) pentecost i think it's probably also worth just mentioning that it's it's a little bit more challenging to get to know the holy spirit yes yes i would agree yeah. So you know, if if there's anyone listening who feels that way, I'm feeling you. Yeah, 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 yeah ab- absolutely. He's often called the neglected person of the Holy Trinity, yeah. right? Because when we think about a, we think about the Father, we actually have an image of the Father, and we have this relatable image. Mm. Um, when we think about the Son, there are pictures of the Son everywhere. You know, and, and, and we've probably seen movies about Jesus, and and we and, have literal and, and, words, and we have literal words from yeah. him. Right, right. So he becomes a relatable person that we can actually have this conversation with. For the Holy Spirit, it becomes more difficult. The way that we know him is not by a particular set of words uttered by the person of Jesus. The way that we know him is by every single word uttered throughout sacred scripture, every single teaching Mm. handed down by Christ to the apostles, every single... Um, teaching handed on by the apostles to the church, yeah. to the nascent church, that the way that we know the Holy Spirit is different. We 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 experience Him as a a, a current which which sort of um, uh, 
enlivens our faith and 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 leads us to the Son. So we experience Him in a different way, yeah. and it becomes perhaps a bit more difficult to to think of Him in a human manner. Yeah. Uh, whereas it's easier to do that with the Father and the Son. Mm. I think that's why it's so important that we always consider the Holy Spirit because sometimes we can. We can humanize things so much that we start to think of the Father and the Son as human persons, mm. right? Mm. And that's that would be wrong. They're divine persons. Mm. Jesus has a true human nature. He's truly mm-hmm. human. But the Holy Spirit, I think, helps us to remember that what we have is the mystery of three divine persons who are one God. Mm. I think what the Holy Spirit does for us is that it reminds us that, that we don't fully understand God. We don't fully comprehend who he is. We don't fully comprehend how he acts in history. But what we can comprehend is that love does such things. Mm. And that's what the Holy Spirit impresses upon our hearts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess to just noticing his movements too, even just beginning to, Mm. is is helpful. Yeah. Um, Just knowing that, you know, obviously we've been given the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he was going to come. The Father was going to send him. So obviously we need him. Like <laughs> Yes, yes. He's not, right. he's not an no. optional extra. No, he's not. <laughs> so we need him. But it also means that we need to embrace the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right. And start to notice yeah. what that yeah. gift actually looks like in our lives. Like how every... Our every prompt to want to pray is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit at work. So even just taking a moment when we're prompted to pray to be like, oh, thanks, Holy Spirit. Yes. Like, let's, yes. let's start there. Like that's yeah. just beginning to notice will make a difference Absolutely. in growing in relationship Absolutely. and understanding the movements of the Spirit in our lives. Brilliant. So end of the episode of Pentecost. Mm. Truth, beauty and goodness. You go first. Apparently I'm going first. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, for me, it's a, it's a resource that was given to us by the bishop, by, by um, Bishop, bishop uh, Mark Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bishop Mark gave to all of his priests a copy of a book called Divine Renovation by Father Brett Brannan. Oh. And uh, Divine Renovation is this idea that for many years we've been engaging in maintenance of our parishes. We've been maintaining the status quo. Mm. And he says we need to move from maintenance mm. to renovation. Uh, and he gives a set of principles which can be applied in any parish and are malleable to your circumstances to help you actually move from maintenance into renovation. Mm. And so if there are any parish councils or any parish priests out there who are listening who are like, I need to do something in my parish, can I suggest these set of principles by Father Father Brandon? Because it's, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How about yourself, truth, beauty, goodness? Mm, for me, with a Pentecost, it is a reminder of two of my friends, both of whom have been my accountability partner before in different seasons. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, I met one of them on Palm Sunday and the other one I met at Pentecost of like the same year. And They both share the same name. <laughs> <laughs> They're both graced, right, right. <laughs> which I just find so beautiful. Yep. It was um, a true answer to a prayer and I've said that to them. They both know this, that when all of my friends had sort of left the faith and I felt very much alone in my faith journey and mm. 
really didn't have women accompanying me on this journey. I was like, God, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> if you want me on this on this journey with you and, you know, doing this mission thing with you, you got to send some people. Like, I can't do this. You know this. I can't do this. Like, send some people and send women. Like, I need I need women in my life. Yeah. Give me solid friends. Next minute, I meet one Grace at Palm Sunday. And the next minute again, I meet another Grace at Pentecost. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, Lord, thank you. Right. And they've been absolute gems. I'm so blessed oh, to have beautiful. both of them in that's my beautiful. life. So Pentecost is a reminder of them. And my gratitude for God for sending them into my life and my gratitude for the two of them for being front in my life. That's beautiful. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the episode. We hope that you've been able to get something out of that. We will catch you again next week for another episode. And until then, as always, know of our love and prayers. God bless. Thank you so much for being with us this week. Our prayer tribe is the backbone to our growth. Would you like to become a part of the prayer tribe that keeps us spiritually stable to be able to do our work speaking the love of God into others' lives? Join our tribe on virtueministry.org.au and receive a message each time we have a specific need, whether that be the work that we do within our ministry or something one of the team might be going through. This way, your prayers can be specific and intentional for us and for those we encounter. You'll also receive an Easter and Christmas reflection from our prayer coordinator. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That will help others find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook.